everybody, welcome back to another episode of Player to Player here at Nerdy Northerners, where every week we talk about the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, we've got Danny. Welcome back to another episode. We've got Wes. Hey, what's up, chat? And we've got Bellatu. And as always, we talk about the, game, the gaming news you guys don't want to miss, and this week has been a very, very doozy kind of week. We have the launch of the Xbox Series S and X, uh, with the small little you know, complications that came of those, or faked complications, we'll talk about those very uh, coming up here. Uh, PlayStation 5 also launched on Thursday, and obviously there's... Uh, a lot of excitement in the air, a lot of cool games that have been launched, and I've managed to get my hands on some of the games, not necessarily on the Series X or on the PlayStation 5, but still played some of them, and so we'll talk about some of those games and other gaming news. There's a, there's a lot, so you guys get ready for this? Let's do it. Yeah, all set. We're going to start off right down at the bottom of my lovely list here. Uh, we got Xbox and Activision uh, have been using xCloud to develop games during the pandemic. Uh, so I think that everyone really sees this as a different way xCloud was uh, intended to be used with the pandemic. They uh, put through a different update that allowed developers to begin to share and uh, develop their games. Uh, there's, uh, there's currently upwards of 60 studios using it right now, Activision Blizzard being one of the big ones. And... Uh, the big thing about xCloud is that it allows the service, it allows these companies to have their employees connect. Uh, they can connect to their to each other's computers. They can make changes remotely, um, and a lot of other small little benefits with uh, xCloud and developing. And I wanted to bring this up with you first, Wes, and developing games in general. Uh, you you being a developer, have you done much uh, work from home? And with something like xCloud, do you think it? Uh, well, other companies seem to be liking it. Do you think it also is uh, beneficial? Uh, I think so, especially for the, these bigger companies, the the ones that are doing these these big AAA titles. Uh, I, obviously, when when everything kind of shut down here, uh, I worked from home as well. Um, I was straight up using my my work PC and and connecting to our network, um, so I could do all my work basically the same. Mm -hmm. um but i think that the big advantage that xcloud would would kind of give uh these these bigger studios is is in their qa department being able to check out new builds without having to download 60 70 100 gigabyte games every time a new build is put out um which can be beneficial when you know you you make a build and it crashes immediately and you got to fix something and put up a new build and you don't have to have qa sitting around forever while they download the ne the next build every time uh, so I think that something like that's probably a huge advantage. Uh, you know, if it's if it's a stable enough environment, and uh, it performs such that that QA doesn't have to worry about those about you know is this a network thing? Is this uh, a streaming thing? Is this a performance thing in the game? If if they can correctly identify those those issues, mm -hmm. um, then yeah, I think it's a huge advantage for them. So, uh, Bell too, and Danny, I want to talk to you two about the other side of this—the working from home aspect of it. Obviously, this opens the door for there to be a lot more capabilities from working from home. If you're able to just connect to work computers from home, accessing the network, working on stuff remotely, uh, do you think that this is the future? That now that the pandemic has kind of shown us the light in some areas where we don't have to go to an office and sit beside somebody to get our work done, but we can just simply work from our home. Uh, Bill, to you first. Do you think this is the future? I like it. I'm in. Let's go. Future future forward. Why not? I feel like everybody works better in their own environment, and like there's such a pressure to be in the office, and like sometimes not some people don't thrive that way. So I mm -hmm. think this is like, it's really shown the ability to work from home and like it hasn't slowed things down. Like I know it slowed a few things down, but that was also people just kind of like figuring out what this is going to be or what it's going to look like. But I think now that it's kind of fallen into a rhythm, I think uh, I think this could be the future. I think it's cool. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that too. And there's actually a uh, report that came out. I saw um, basically talking that the, the economy as we know it is, is going to be different after everything's over. And it was highlighting all these changes and that, even in a lot of other industries, uh, trucking even, they've made a lot of changes where 
everything used to be hand signed and you know very old fashioned and now we've gone and we're updated everyone's got tablets everyone's got you know everything's transponding transmitting here you know, information here and there uh danny how do you feel about all this do you think that you know we're, we're losing anything or do you think that this is just a great boon no, I, I don't think we're losing anything. I agree with Bella. Uh, I think that people do work better from home. Uh, it's more stimulating. It's relaxing. You don't have people, you know, breathing down your neck about, you know, getting something done. Uh, and the other thing, too, is a lot of people uh, need music to motivate them, keep them focused so they can do whatever they want at their house. They can have music playing in the background, music playing in their headphones. Uh, to be on honestly, yeah, I, I, I would actually like to, uh, to be, uh, you know, working from home. You, you, you like to work from home yourself? Oh yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. Right. If I have, if I have the chance, yeah, I'd be home right now working. Yeah. I, I do think that there's a lot that's been shown where, uh, it, it, there really is a big case to be made and, and kind of have how Bella to highlight there too, where in the beginning there's a little bit of tripping and stuff as systems got sorted. But not, now, I mean, uh, back to you, Wes, you're working from home now, right? Uh, no, I'm back in the office now. Okay. And, and how long have you been back for? Sorry. Uh, about a month now. Okay. Yeah. Four weeks. ish. Um, I, I loved working from home. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty great. Um, I, I would basically get out of bed, come straight downstairs, log in, start working. And, you know, at, at quitting time, I, I was up the stairs. I'm, I'm in the basement here, but I, I was up the stairs and I was home. Um, you know, it, it, I didn't have the, the 45 minute commute each way um, because I don't live in London. Um, mm -hmm. So it was, uh, it was nice to, to not have to do that. And I've, I've got a, a young child he's he's just nine months now so being able to spend those those six months that i that i did at home was pretty great and being able to spend time with him and bond with him that i i just wouldn't have been able to do um yeah. if if i was in the office all day absolutely um not not gonna lie i do miss it i'd love to go back we have contingencies in place if something were to <laughs> to go you know south in some way and we we did return to work from home we do have mm -hmm. a plan in place that uh uh, allows me to to basically pick up where I left off. Everything's tested, and I just kind of would stay home and and get to work. So, well, with XCloud and uh, I mean, with what it's doing, allowing companies to connect the way that it is, seems that this is going to be something that a lot more will be looking to in the future. And maybe we'll see every company moving towards this. It would definitely save on real estate a lot of other big expenses that these companies have to have. But then liability and other things come into question too. So. I guess there's still a lot to uh, figure out I think out it also there. opens up uh, new talent opportunities as mm -hmm. well. Um, you know, you, if you don't have to try and uh, uh, try and get uh, people to, to move to whatever city your your office is located in, or, you're, you know, if you've got development studios in, in certain major centers, you know, if, if you can open that up to, to people who maybe can't move or don't want to move, yep. you know, and they can just work from home at, at, at that point in time and just make sure that they're they're in some sort of core hours uh where you know that they're going to be at their desk alongside everybody else then yeah I, I i think that's great i think that's a that's an asset to to a lot of studios i think so too and and you highlighted that 45 minute commute both ways that's an hour and a half happier mm -hmm. you know, happier employees uh, you know it's proven get more work done so well uh We'll have to wait and see if this becomes a norm. Probably will with everything that's that's been going on. But let's move on to uh, some other news here. Uh, <coughs> sorry, in the uh, in the old saga here of Epic Games versus Apple, we've got ourselves a bit of an update. And uh, as of November 11th, a judge presiding over uh, the, one of the, uh, the case of Epic Games versus Apple uh, has thrown out some of Apple's claims. Uh, brought on a countersuit it made against uh, Epic, the creators of Fortnite. Um, the judge, Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers, said that she would not accept any of Apple's claims of theft from Epic, and she would not be rewarding any monetary damages beyond those of the breach of contract case uh, that the companies are embroiled in. Um, I think that's a pretty big standing, and I know that we've been talking about this on and off for the last couple months. Um, Danny, I'm going to go with you first on this. 
how, how do you feel that this is going to end up in the end? We know that there's been some uh, movement towards Epic side. Microsoft has joined on. Do you think that Epic is going to hold on and uh, be able to win against Apple, get these microtransactions dropped from the 30% in the market in their uh, app store? Do you think that's going to change or do you think Apple is still going to hold out? Uh, you know, I think Apple is going to fight as long as they can because they, you know, they they want to make sure that they can keep that money flowing in at their percentage. Um, but I think with the case being thrown out, uh, well, claims of their case being thrown out, I think that uh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to win it. I think it's it's going to go with Epic. I think, you know, with Microsoft backing them. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Apple has much of a of a claim. They, there's really nothing that they can do or say that's going to make this judge be like, "Hey, you know what? Apple's doing a good job. Let's uh, let's just give it to Apple." Um, so yeah, I, I think really, I think that the case eventually it, it's going to keep going for a little bit, but I think it's going to favor the Epic and uh, Microsoft side. Wes, you and I have uh, talked about this a few times. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, the the aspect that's being thrown out by by the judge uh, in terms of theft and that kind of thing that that seems fairly right the the right call in this mm-hmm. situation. I mean, I I'm not sure what Apple could claim was being stolen from them specifically because that it's a very specific legal charge. I feel I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not you know 100 percent certain on this. I I've played one on TV, but that's about it. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. They, I I don't I understand Apple maybe countersuing for for breach of contract that sort of thing like that. That makes sense. That yeah. seems fitting in with the, with this. Uh, I do think that Apple's going to continue to to fight this. I think this is going to be long and drawn out. Both sides have a lot of a lot of resources. They're, they they have no reason to back down because they they both have something to, to gain and and something to lose in this. So. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Apple's gonna going to continue to fight this, and honestly, I, I, I have trouble seeing a, a path to Epic winning this, uh, this battle. But you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, we'll see what they can kind of present as as persuasive evidence. But I, I don't see the path at this point. You know, they do have some rather big people in their corner, uh, Microsoft, and everything that's going down with their X Cloud and the Xbox app, and not being able to have the uh, Xbox Game Pass games being played as easily on the Apple, uh, uh, sorry, Apple devices. Um, mm-hmm. From what I'm understanding of it, the biggest complication is that they won't allow there to be like a gaming app inside where you, have, where you play all these games. The games have to be like individual games on the App Store. And, yeah, that was my understanding. And well. Microsoft doesn't want to do that, and it doesn't make any sense for them to have to do that. And also what I've uh, heard and read is that um, like Apple has actually gone out and made their own <laughs> gaming app uh, or, or, you know, service kind of similar to what um, Game Pass was on there. So it's it, it was kind of odd for them to do that. But um, one thing I'm finding funny, I'm going to pass this over to you, Bell, too, is that I opened up some packages at work today, and there was uh, I already knew this was coming, but there's a Fortnite uh bundle and they do this every winter try and you know make some extra money during the winter holidays you go buy these bundles at a retail store um it's called the last laugh oh the dc one yeah and Mm -hmm. i just i with everything that they've done in this lawsuit and everything that's going on I, i i almost can't help but think that there's like a message somewhat being sent there i i could be completely oh i feel that there totally is yeah yeah, 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 yeah. okay okay what do you what, what, what do you think what do you think you tell me i hope it is i hope that's a secret message that they have to you know discover for themselves but yeah no no i think it totally is there i i really want epic to win this i'm rooting for the underdog like i want like i have apple products i love apple but like do they not have enough money yeah do they not like let the little like let the underdog have his just just let him have it yeah 30 percent on the transactions is, is ridiculous i actually i'm in the same boat i really hope that epic is able to uh do something about it i mean how they went about it maybe not necessarily the best way kind of knee jerking you know changing their 
you know, putting, you know, forcing through an update that gets the monetary uh, transactions inside the app, which was kind of again, which was which was against the breach. But uh, yeah, only I mean, time that, will that, tell. That move's not entirely surprising for me. I mean, Epic did this uh, to to Sony a couple years ago, right? It was last year or the year before? Uh, when everyone was talking cross-play and how, you know, we want to be able to play Fortnite or whatever game, you know, if you're on PlayStation 4, we want to play against people on Xbox. We want to play against people on PC. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was the constant refrain from, you know, it was, it was known that Sony was kind of the, the, the people holding this back, but there was always the talk of, oh, you know, it's, it's not so easy, this and that. And then Epic for a weekend just flipped the switch. Yeah. Like, oh, we Whoops. we accidentally introduced a bug that enabled crossplay across everything for a oh, weekend. Yeah. Sorry, but we fixed what? it. And then it suddenly like that, you know, it ramped up that pressure on Sony to say, hey, look, we this can be done, clearly. Like we want this, developers want this, let us have this. And it it sort of pushed Sony in that direction. Uh, so, I mean, from, from that standpoint of like this sort of, uh, I, I don't want to call it like guerrilla warfare tactic, but this like, you know, this, this tactic of like, we're just going to fucking do it and show people that it can be done. And then you have to stop us at that point. Then it's, it's on you to, to, to stop us from doing it yeah. um, or to, to force us to change it. You know, um, so yeah, especially with the, you know, the, the climate that we're in, uh, it really has that, you know, like join me, you know, join my cause kind of you know, almost like an activist, you know, a, a company that's an activist within the gaming industry that's going and fucking against the fucking against the system kind of deal. It's interesting. This is it's uh, it's very interesting. I forgot about them doing that. The Sony turning on that, you know, flipping the switch and getting that cross play there. That's, uh, that's a bold move. That is a bold move. I like it. Right. And and, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe maybe more of it needs to be done though, because at the end of the day, you know, like, Epic is one of these dogs that you know in the in the pen. You know, there's the big dogs. You've got Activision. You've got all these other ones. You know, I'd say Epic's still medium. You know, yeah, they've got John. Fortnite, but sassy, but fluffy, right? <laughs> But I, I think they're starting to. I think they're starting to nip at the big dogs there. I think, oh yeah, they're, oh, they're, maybe they're big now. Maybe maybe they're big now. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, not exactly small. I, I was thinking maybe but, medium, but yeah. For credit, right? Like they've they've cultivated that that image. Like they yeah. they have they have worked very hard to kind of project that. Like, hey, we're just like this this scrappy little team. Like, but no, they're totally not. Like. They, they they are a they are a big company. They they have a lot of money behind them. So it's it that's that's why I, what I find so interesting about this is that you, you've got that that image on the one side and the image on the other. Yeah. Um, both are super powerful companies. Yeah, yeah. These are two heavyweights. This is a championship title being fought here. We're gonna move on from this though. We'll more than likely hear some more news about Epic. Uh, Epic. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be called the I Epic. Like epic. <laughs> epic. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. This is going to be the, the Epic Sega. <laughs> the, the Apple and Epic <laughs> Sega. <laughs> we'll hear more about that likely soon. Uh, good. Team up and buy Sega. That's, that's how this ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on, though, something we talked about last week, uh, and, and I really uh, went to Danny on this one. Uh, Xbox is reportedly looking to buy some Japanese developers. There's been an update. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has came out and said that he doesn't think that the claims of, the, of Xbox going and looking for these Japanese developers, uh, you know, that they're being in contact with them to be accurate. Um, but I, I found his line very interesting. So he's he's saying, ah, you know, I I don't think that. <laughs> First off, I don't think the claims are, uh, are 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 you know accurate. But then he goes on to say, I wouldn't speak in the game spot. Uh, he says, I don't think so. I say, I don't think so. I mean, 
I'm not in every meeting that every team has, but I'll say not from me. Most of the opportunities that we've had to date have been a long-lasting relationship, and so I don't think we're out there with our business card throwing them out on the corner trying to find people. Uh, obviously, Dan continues on. Uh, you know, he is still interested in the Japanese market, something we talked about last week about them trying to maybe make moves if buying a big Japanese developer like Sega and Capcom that have swirled around on rumors if that's going to be uh, the big thing to take at home. But I, really, I just found it interesting about him mentioning handing out business cards and, and, and throwing them out on the corner and, and, and coming at it that way, which is I don't think any way that anyone was thinking that Microsoft was handling it. So I still made me think that they are still talking potentially to, to some people. And it's kind of left the foot in the door where it's like it's not closed the door. It's still there. What do you think they're all to? Uh, wrong person to come to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Thank um, you. Nice. Very diplomatic. That was a nice comeback. I like it. That was, that, that was yeah, very good. You. Danny, I'll hit you up, Danny. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, well, first I'm going to say, Evan, yes, you are correct. Right now, my name is marked as Wes, not as Danny. Uh-oh. I was going to say, should I be answering that? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you, it, believe me, it's not just your uh, your screen right now. It's uh, it's all of our screens. Um, <laughs> Fixed it! <laughs> all right, so, yeah. Um, like I said, we, we talked about this last week. Uh, Xbox is going to try and do... <clears throat> Sorry, I choked there. Xbox is going to try and do as much as they can to uh, to get that market in the in the in Japan. So, uh, if they can keep uh, you know talking to people like they like they say they're talking to people, maybe who knows? They might have that foot in the door, like Jake is saying, or it could shut on their foot and some agony pain. We'll see. One uh, of the developers from Japan that Spencer has been in contact with, uh, clearly, is from Software, where he says he has played a lot of the Elden Ring, the new game being developed by From Software. Uh, Wes, what do you think? Do you think do you think that they are possibly looking to acquire a developer, or do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, they've been doing a lot of that, right? Like they they've been picking up a lot of developers over the last few years. It wouldn't surprise me um much of their focus has uh, I, I i guess i shouldn't say much of their focus much of the the results of these uh them kind of going out and looking for developers has resulted in a lot of north american developers um obviously the the japanese market has been one that not only in terms of uh software sales but just like in general trying to get those japanese titles over to their system has been mm -hmm. uh a big focus for them for a long time, uh, several generations now. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. Are they, are they going to look for opportunities? Yeah, I, I feel they are. Um, the idea of them picking up from software is that, that seems fairly big to me. Um, you know, not, not quite at the Bethesda level, but a lot of people like those from software games, you know, that, that there are, you know, Miyazaki games especially are, mm. are the ones that, that people, people flock to, um, myself included. Uh, they, they're, they're great games. They're, they're games that I would buy an Xbox to play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's why I have a PlayStation 5 to play Demon's Souls. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting idea. I'm jealous of him that he got to play Elden Ring, but uh, I'm <laughs> willing to wait patiently. I do believe that Yakuza Zero, the new game that just launched, is on the Xbox Series X exclusively at a launch for a time exclusive. Is it not? Uh, in terms of next gen, yes, it's also on PS4 and uh, PC. Uh, but it's not on PS5 until March. Now I find that an interesting move because Yakuza was a PlayStation series, was it not originally? Yeah, the original games came out on PS2. Yeah. So, I mean, that's already kind of, you know, you're seeing that beginning to move over where they are targeting those games. And, uh, Wes, I'm going to hit you up with one quick question here. Between Capcom, Sega, and From Software, who do you think would be the most sense for Microsoft to purchase? Hmm. Uh, in terms of most, it, it's hard to say for most sense, uh, but maybe the the company that would be most vulnerable and and kind of open to the idea i think would be sega 
I think Frum's in a really good spot. I think Capcom is in a better spot uh, than the best spot of all three, uh, especially the way they've been kind of rolling the last couple of years with uh, Monster Hunter and the Resident mm-hmm. Evil remakes and, and that uh, Devil May Cry as well. Uh, so I think they don't need it as much. Uh, but it, it certainly seems like Sega would be in the in the boat of of kind of needing a little more. The Sonic games have, you know, always kind of been okay. Yeah. You know, like you know. Sorry, Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. There's a lot of hit and misses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the 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 recent Yakuza resurgence has done really well for them. Um, it, it's always been sort of that cult favorite, but I think them doing the re-releases the the release of yakuza 4 and then 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 announcing remasters for the rest of the games has just done phenomenal for them um but i also don't think that everyone has been quite the the hit either like they they did that standalone the the separate one of uh what was it judgment that i i don't know how well it did but i didn't hear much about it after it released um and it's a very similar game it's the same team so um yeah, I, I would say Sega is probably in this in the position of being the most vulnerable and open to the idea of being bought. Danny, what do you think about Sega being bought? Well, for me, like going on Wes's thing, like I, I can understand the the uh, the place where Sega is right now. But if they're smart, they'll either pick up from software or get Capcom, just because of all those uh, all those rights and the the, uh, the properties that they have. That would be a thing. If if Microsoft would purchase all of Capcom and have Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, um, Street Fighter, and so many other titles underneath it, that, that would be a heavyweight right there. Yeah. What, what about you, Belty? Which one would you go for? Danny. I 100%, yeah, I agree with you on that. I feel like that'd be like a fantastic combo. Mm-hmm. That would have punch to it. <laughs> but- Those are big titles. No pun intended. No, there was total pun intended. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for it. No. Was. Uh, I, you know, I, I had it on another screen, but I had to come back because I, I can almost feel Wes's eyes beginning to like roll, roll back, and I was like, I don't want to miss this. Like, this is going to be a good. <laughs> uh, so one more. <laughs> One more before we head to our break here. Um, something again we talked about early on our podcast uh, was microtransactions, and with obviously everything being uh, you know, there being concerns about spending money in game and loot boxes and other what you know defined as predatory measures that companies have in games to sometimes you know make you spend more money, you know, pay to win those kind of schemes. Um, EA is a company we've talked about that has been doing this, but apparently in FIFA 21, they have some changes. Uh, they're actually taking steps to restrict how much time and money players can spend in the game. Um, they have a brand new playtime tool coming out, and basically it's a tool suite that will enable players to have a lot more control and visibility over how they play, uh, according to EA as they were talking to Eurogamer. Um, it essentially just acts as a tool to monitor how many FIFA points uh, and play time that you spend in the game and then to watch out for uh, other communication issues and gaining games uh, by their ESRB rating. So people can set a number of matches, how many matches they can play, how many points you can purchase, uh, and then also how many uh, FIFA Ultimate Team packs you can open we talked about one story where there is a guy who spent something like twenty five thousand, or a kid spent twenty five thousand of his uh, mom's dollars on these cards, and it's rather it's rather insane. I think it's good for them to have some sort of tool put in place, but I mean at the same time, it's something that has to be set. So if it's not set, it's not working. Um, I'd almost rather see some of these things go away. A hut uh, or. Uh, but as it's called, where you open up these packs and there's random players inside of them, it's uh, it's it's no different than a trading card game, really. But it's 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 a trading card game within a game, and that shouldn't be there. What do you think, Danny? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I'm not much of a 
a fan of microtransactions, especially for something so dumb as that. Uh, like, no offense to people who like I, I'm a huge FIFA player. I love soccer. I love I love the FIFA games, but that to me is like a waste of money. It is probably the the only feature I don't even ever use when I buy a FIFA game. I don't care about that. I care about playing the game. I care about playing online and kicking some people's ass. That's all I care about. What do you think there, Bell Two? About the uh... just as the devil's advocate. <laughs> you think the playtime tools? Like I, I wouldn't be one to actually spend money in like for one of these things. But like, think about when we were growing up, like Pogs or like stuff like that. All mm-hmm. the money that we spent on this, where everything's now digital. Mm-hmm. As like a kid, this is freaking dope. Like I'd be all up in that if I was younger. I'd be like, all right, look what I have. I'd right. spend the money. I'd waste waste the money. It'd be fine. But like. Uh, what was I talking about recently? I think it was to do with Fortnite. I was thinking about that. I was just like, all the in-game skins that you buy. I'm like, a lot of my friends that are about that are my age, our age. Yeah. Um, they're like, man, I don't understand why my kid wants to be like wants everything. And I was like, it's like an action figure, but like they can log into it at their anybody's place and they have it all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not tangible, but it is in a sense because like we're just it's just not our generational thing as a kid. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate, I had to say that I wouldn't spend the money, but I'm just like, I see why they probably had to do the like that. I feel for that mom. <laughs> like I feel for that. Yeah. I I I I'm really happy they've got the playtime tool and I I think I, I, I personally like microtransactions. I think that for cosmetics where you have something that is where it's not random you know where you're not buying like a loot box and you have no idea what's inside of it you've got a one in 400 chance of getting this skin and to me it's just like make the skin available stop don't loot box it and you know that that like microtransactions all day because you are right you know just like you said with fortnite they're like action figures that way where you're you know you just change the skin you flip it up you know, my daughter's eight and a half. She plays Fortnite. She loves the crap out of it. She's getting all the new skins, flipping between them. It's what they like to do, and, and, and it definitely adds that that you know it it's uh, almost like a digitally, physically tangible item, which, which is kind of weird to say. But um, West, to you before we head the break, the playtime tool. Do you think that this should be included in more games that have microtransactions or loot boxes where it's controlling how much you're able to do that, or do you think that this is something that it's just worthless to even bother trying to stop. No, I, I think it's, I mean, ideally, yeah, I think you kind of don't go down the road in the first place. Um, but now that we've gone down it, um, yeah, like I think we, I think there should be tools available for people to be able to monitor, uh, you know, the amount of time they've spent. I, I'd like to see something that, that just said, hey, you've spent this much money this month on this game, you know, just, just so that you're aware, you know, because, yeah. yeah, it's easy to toss, like, Oh, it's like two, three bucks here, four bucks here, five bucks here, whatever. But that stuff adds up over time. You yeah. know, you're doing that, you know, once or twice a day for 30 days. That's that's a lot of money. That that really starts to add up. And I I'd like the games to be much more transparent about what it is that is going to be available through an extra purchase. Um, I ideally I I really struggle with any kind of microtransactions in. Uh, games that i'm paying full price for yeah. um it it really kind of rubs me the wrong way um especially when it's like buy this currency pack for this yeah. game i'm like that no no how about like i i just want to unlock everything like i used to or there's like remember when games had cheat codes to unlock things and they don't anymore no nope. <laughs> or when ea sold cheat codes for a little bit of like you want your your golfer in tiger woods to be fully maxed out we will sell you that ability wow um, it, it got a little weird um yeah so i mean i i kind of struggle with this stuff so i i but i i think at the very least we need to have some tools so that that parents can track how much is being spent by their kids how much is is available to them and that sort of thing um i i think a lot of games really walk that that line between you know, offering something of value to kids or, or presenting it as something of value versus like straight up being predatory in the way that they're, yeah. they're approaching this stuff. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I think having more tools is better, but ideally, yeah, like maybe let's walk, maybe, maybe let's walk some of this stuff back and, and 
kind of make you know if, if you can't make enough money off the game then dial back something else you know yeah like no one's asking for the the game to like to look better and better and better each year just just hey maybe maybe tone back the graphics one year and 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 maybe maybe save some money that way i don't know but how dare you we have shareholders that must be pleased and they must get their dividends and you won't rob off the rich yeah yeah what are you selling to kids this month Jody May 90 says cosmetic things I think are okay to buy but to have to buy things to play better is stupid what about kids who can't afford to have their parents buy their way to victory yeah, I mean, it's, you know... Is, yeah, it's exceptionally stupid. Yeah, yeah. any game with a pay-to-win philosophy is, is immediately a, you know, it, it's a red mark in my books. I don't, I don't I don't cater to those games. I don't like those games. And EA bugs me because they're in that category. I mean, like, I like my hockey games, but... And I used to play the Hockey Ultimate Team, but I stopped playing it because I refused to spend more money. I spent some money. Oh, those fucking packs. They got you, eh? <laughs> they, they, they got me the one year. The one year. The one year I think I spent maybe like $30, $40 on packs. And I was like, man, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I've, I've literally, like, my team is not that much better than it was before. I've, I picked up, yeah, I got a couple couple cards. Ooh, I got a couple guys to add on to my team. You know, my overall rating went from like an 82 to an 86. Ooh, you know. And then I go play the next guy in the lobby. He's got 95s. So I just like, it's just like, I don't. Uh... You didn't spend enough, man. You did, yeah, you didn't spend enough. That's, right. spent That's it, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I really hope that I'm glad they have some sort of control on the top end of that yeah, to stop people. Uh, I wish they do kind of like you're saying there, Wes, like a, a walk back to like going back and Taking out some things I don't think you should be doing. You know, there's other ways for you to make money. Cosmetics, I I am completely fair game with cosmetics. You know, if somebody wants to go crazy with cosmetics, knock yourself out. I think that's okay. Um, you know, it's in it's in the damaging items and that kind of stuff. A fucking hat, I don't care. You can wear you can wear thirty different hats if you want. I don't care about those. But if your hat gives you an ability that I don't have, that's where I have a problem. I, I still fight back on the, the cosmetic stuff a little bit, uh, especially after uh, we've talked about this before when I when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima and I was like, I've got this really fucking cool hat that Jin is wearing and I love that hat. And that hat does not make me a better player. It does not give me any stat bonuses. It doesn't do anything like that, but it enhanced my gameplay because it's a fucking cool hat. <laughs> and he looks fucking awesome in that hat. <laughs> I wore that hat throughout that whole game. It was I got it in like the first hour that I played that game, and I put like sixty hours into that game, and he did not take off that hat. Yeah, just looked that fucking cool. <laughs> I would have been upset had I had to have paid five bucks because I would have never bought that hat. Like for instance, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is, is, is you know, I'm playing that, and that's one of the games too where it's full cost game, and then you have to go buy the helix credits on top of that just to have you know to buy some of these armors and skins that they've, they've they've put together and and for me it's i i i have a hard time buying the art like buying the armor sometimes especially if the in-game armor already looks better like some of the stuff they have is just like it's too much it's too much but yeah anyways we're gonna head to our break now folks and after that we're gonna be talking about more of the gaming news that you don't want to miss out on we're gonna be talking more about the xbox series and playstation 5 when we get back they just launched last week so lots of games that were on there. We're going to be talking about those after the break. See you soon. Everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, the weekly gaming talk show here where we talk, discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss. Joined by my co-hosts every week, Danny, Wes, and Bella too. Obviously, it's always great chatting with you guys. We're going to be diving more into some gaming news. And first up on the list, with the new series that have launched, the Xbox Series S and the X. As, long, as well as the PlayStation 5. One of the things that we have talked about routinely on here is Game Pass. And there's a report that is out now that there uh, that 70% of the owners 
of an Xbox Series X or Series S console have Game Pass. That is a lot of consoles that have Game Pass. More new consoles were sold uh, this Xbox launch than any other. So there's more consoles out there than during the Xbox One launch, during the Xbox 360 launch, original Xbox launch, and again, a whopping 70,000. Sorry, not 70,000. 70%, sorry. Sorry. 70%. Uh, 70% of these consoles uh, have an attached uh, Game Pass membership. Um, in the first 24 hours uh, played, there were 3,594 different titles uh, played on those Xbox consoles spanning four generations. And that, that alone is huge, too. They have a kind of launch lineup of almost well, 3,600 games that can be played across their four consoles. Or, sorry, not four consoles. The four generations on the Series X. Uh, so, passing this down to you there, Wes. Um, obviously, you and I have talked about this a lot. If this continues at 70%, and let's say we get up to you know that, that 50 million mark of consoles sold, which is reasonable to reach for, for Microsoft... I mean, you're already talking at their current at their current rate, having doubled that Game Pass subscription. Do you think that you'll see even more than that in the next couple months, years? Uh, yeah, I would I would say so. I'd say, uh, well, yeah, I'd I'd say that that percentage probably dips a little higher. Um, higher over time. Um, not much 70 percent is still is pretty high yeah i could see them maybe struggling to to do that next like five to ten percent um just because it, at that those numbers that's that's an an, an incredible attachment rate like mm -hmm. that is up there with like zelda on the wii u kind of attachment rate where yeah. you know more or zelda on the switch attachment rate where there was more copies of zelda sold than there were switches sold or something like that um yeah like th those sorts of those sorts of rates are, are insane um so yeah i mean i, I could see them really kind of struggling to push it much higher than that but i could see them going a little bit i could see them getting up into that 75 percent uh especially with just kind of what that offers and that gives them just all the more incentive to really to to really push those 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 deals out there to to additional developers and publishers and that kind of thing Mm-hmm. Bell too, you are huge on Game Pass. I know this is something you talk about a lot. You play a lot of Game Pass games on the Game Pass. Are you surprised that seventy percent of Xbox Series X and S console owners have it, or not? Not at all. No. It's like it's it's brilliant, and like you don't have to go and spend money every single freaking month for a new game. There's a variety of all different types. You can change it up, uninstall, reinstall. It's great. I love it. I think. Uh, I think that will grow. I, I think you're probably right, though. It'll take a little bit to get those that next 5 to 10%. But, like, I could totally see it being 80% by, you know, a year or two. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to back you on this one because I, I think that they, they're not going to have as big of an issue getting that next 5 to 10% myself. And it's based off of that they've already got 70 and I mean, you, you've got 70% of people on your console with Game Pass. Now, Xbox Live is now Game Pass pretty much. I, I don't see, I, I still sell the option to buy just Xbox Live in my store. Well, why would you? I mean, it's... Right? And then it, now that they've got EA as well, working like they've got EA games, oh, yeah. who's going to say no? EA plays I've on there. For the first time in years. Right. <laughs> And we're not even talking about them launching their Bethesda games with, you know, once they the finalized purchase of Bethesda's through the Elder Scrolls 6. If that game comes and launches on Xbox Series X and S first, which I'm going to jump to another thing here after going to Danny, because uh, um, it's actually brought up again by, uh, by Phil Spencer and co. Um, and uh, so a little bit of their details uh, have to, uh, Stewart, who is this guy? Whoop! Uh, Xbox CFO Tim Stewart, uh, he spoke at the Jeffrey's Entertainment, or Jeffrey's Interactive Entertainment Virtual Conference last week. Uh, 
and uh, he gave a little bit of more details into uh, Bethesda and ZeniMax, or, or the company's plans for Bethesda and ZeniMax games and cross-platform uh, promotion. And he says, following, what we'll do in the long run is we don't have intentions of just pull, uh, pulling all of Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or otherwise. But what we want is we want that content in the long run to be either first or better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms. We will want Bethesda to content to show up the best as on our platforms. So that's a, that's a lot of a lot of jangle, you know, still circling back to us. So Dan, I'm going to hit you first. Um, do you think that with their plans with, you know, with Bethesda, do you think that they can get that number higher? First off, that's 70%. If they get Bethesda? Yeah, definitely. Because people, if they can't get Bethesda on a different console and it's only coming, like you said, to uh, the Xbox Series X and S, yeah, I can see those numbers going up. Um, to answer the first question about the uh, about the Game Pass and if it shocks me, uh, I don't think it shocks me, to be honest with you. I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of having their hopes on uh, getting uh, Halo Infinite to come out, which didn't, and it uh, doesn't look like we're going to see it for a little while, even though marketing for it has shown up all over my store like it's uh, <laughs> like it's like it's out right now. You got codes, you got everything. It's got, you know, good XP that you're not going to use. Probably the codes will expire by then. Um, but, yeah, like... People wanted something to play, and uh, you got those, like you said, you four uh, generations back of, of games to play. So either than playing a couple of new release games, there wasn't really um, a huge interest for some of the other games. Like you know, the, we there is uh, Assassin's Creed Van Hall and stuff, but as a main uh, first party title, there was nothing. So people, you know, they chose to go back and play some of the classic titles. As that maybe they haven't played or they want to see the upgrades. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about Game Pass is that it, it allows you to play just such a l- massive span of of, uh, of games on it and just the Xbox systems itself as well. But I think we're all in agreement that that 70% number will go higher. It's just how high and how fast. That's up for debate. Um, speaking of Halo Infinite real quick, though, there's going to be a high-level update coming soon, not at the Game Awards, but according to Brian Gerard, uh, 343 Industries Community Director, uh, he stopped into IGN and shared with them a little bit of information, saying, full disclosure, we don't have anything planned for the VGAs, but are hoping to offer at least a high-level update within the next few weeks so we can kind of restart this journey together after the holidays. And I think that they're definitely going to have to do that because a lot of us were not very pleased with the uh, showcasing of infinite there De- definitely did not have the high qualifications that we look for in those next gen games and that's where we're going to start taking this now is over into the next gen conversation uh, obviously we had the xbox series x launch on tuesday and the playstation 5 launch on thursday now we talked about this before we went live none of us have had a chance to play the xbox series x however that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not a part of that, you know, ecosystem or, you know, a lot of us are in the PC side of things. And, and one of our uh, very own Will from the uh, Game On crew, he had actually purchased the Series X and then kind of realized after chatting and thinking about it again that you're playing all the games already on the PC with the Xbox Game Pass for PC. Um. But the PlayStation 5, I believe, Wes, you have a PlayStation 5. I do. So do you want to just share with us a, a couple of your thoughts on it so far? Uh, sure. Um, so uh, it's big. It is a, <laughs> it is a big, big, big looking machine. Um, I really kind of don't like the look of it. Um, normally, I really don't give a shit because uh, it's a box I put under my TV and I don't look at it again. But it's just so fucking big, and it looks like a robot vagina, and I just don't like it. Robot vagina. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have no better way of describing that thing. Um, well, it's, it's, there's so many other yeah. ways to describe it, but all right. 
Yeah, that's. Could have called it a taco. Once you see it, you're never gonna unsee it. So I'm sorry to everybody, but you all have to see it like this now. Um, it, yeah. Uh, it, it. You know what? I, I'm not usually one to to buy like the 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 slim versions of systems and that kind of thing. I usually just stick with the the one I get, and that's the one I have, unless something goes wrong. Um, but this is one of the first ones that I've had that I've I've had, and I've been like. Like, if they brought out a slim version that didn't look like this, I'd probably buy it. Because I don't like this look. I don't like the look of this thing. Um, okay, so that out of the way. Um, the system itself is is good. Uh, the setup, I, I really thought there was some good quality of life stuff in there when you first get set, start going through the, the, the setup process for the system. Uh, once I got connected to my network and that sort of thing, it was like, hey, if you've got a disk game that you are looking to play after you're done here put it in now and we can start installing it in the background while we do the the rest of the the setup mm -hmm. i thought that was a really nice a really nice touch uh when i in when i got my my psn moved over onto that which was a, a scanning of a qr code through their app which was really nice and, and easy nice um it immediately started downloading astro's playroom which is the the free game you get uh with the the system um, and so when I finished the setup, like Demon Souls was installed, Astro's Playroom was installed. I had two games ready to go. I didn't then have to put a disc in and start waiting. Yeah. Uh, so that side, really, really nice. Um, the, as far as using the system goes, like the, the main UI of the system is more or less the PlayStation 4 UI. Mm -hmm. Um, except that the front end of it is very different looking and, not as well organized as the PS4 one. I'd actually say it kind of sucks. Oh, um, you say it's worse. The, eh? the main, like when you're when you're browsing like system settings and that sort of thing, it's exactly the PS4 one. Mm. Uh, but in terms of browsing your games and and that sort of main crossbar UI, uh, it's just not as nice. You can't. There's no folders, so I can't put my games into folders. It's just everything I have installed is just a big long list on the screen. Uh -huh. um, so that kind of sucks. Um, the controller is really cool. The the haptic feedback stuff, being able to uh, have more control over that rumble, is very cool. Uh, in Astro's Playroom, it actually runs you through uh, like a, a controller tutorial, and it shows you the adaptive triggers that can provide more resistance when you're pulling down on them. Say you're uh, using a bow and arrow, yeah. you can actually feel that tension in the the trigger as you're pulling back on the bow. Uh, or it can have like little snaps, so like. Um, in Spider-Man Remastered, you you've got these these mini games where you're you're twisting these tiles around, and you do that with the triggers, and the triggers actually like click when you're doing that, so you can actually feel that like rotation happen as it sort of snaps through the uh, the the contour. Um, the the other thing that that this the the tutorial does is it shows you this haptic feedback, so it. On the screen, you see the controller, and a bunch of robots fall into the controller, mm -hmm. and they're inside the controller. And if you turn the controller sideways, you can actually feel them rumbling down the controller and into the handle. And if you That's turn it the cool. other way, you can feel them falling all down the other way. That's pretty cool. Uh, there, there's some very cool things with that controller um, that uh, I really don't think just describing it kind of gets it across. Once you sort of get it in your hands, you, you immediately start to feel that. Uh, even in even in some of the games, the like the triggers had, like actually push back against your finger. So I was I was using like this rapid fire like Nerf gun mm -hmm. in uh, Astro's Playroom, and I could feel like that that trigger was pushing back against my finger as though it, like each one that popped out. Um, so from the system side, the controller's really cool. Uh, the setup's really cool. The UI's shit, um, but that could change. <laughs> they could fix that. Yeah, an update. Uh, so, yeah. I'm probably being too hard on it, but you know, it 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 it's, it seems as though the stuff they changed, they changed for the worse, uh, in the UI. Um, and then yeah, the the games. I mean, Demon Souls looks amazing. Um, it looks really cool. Uh, Spider Man's really cool still. Uh, um, trying to think of what Astro's Playroom is probably the biggest surprise for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it feels like a Mario game. Uh, it's it's cute. It's fun. It's got all sorts of referential stuff to to Sony's past, uh, and it's just it's really fun to play. Um, 
and, and really highlights a lot of those features of the system in a really fun and cool way. I saw you guys uh, playing on Bug Snacks the other night too. That one I haven't touched yet, but that fucking looks weird. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh, eating fruit bugs that you're capturing and then. So it's, it's kind of like Pokemon because yeah. you guys are talking about it's it like being Pokemon. Pokemon. Map, only you're eating the things. Yeah. There's, there's no catching and battling. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So you, Will caught like a strawberry bug and then he fed it to someone who Sash said the mayor, I think. Uh, and then their their limbs started to turn into strawberries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's and then there was interesting. Yeah, it's Weird it's by the creators of Octodad. It. Yeah, so it's it's by the creators of Octodad. So I mean, if you're kind of familiar with with the premise of that game, where you play an octopus who's trying to hide that he's an octopus from his wife and kids, it, it it's like it's it's that sort of like wait what <laughs> so that kind of silly of yeah yeah super silly like how could this ever be kind of thing um but it is one, the one interesting thing that i i was reading about that game and i i feel like this is kind of going to be a weird thing for for cross-generational play is that apparently the ps4 version of that game plays or runs at a higher more stable frame rate on the PS5 than the PS5 version of the game does. So that's kind of a weird little wrinkle to throw into things that maybe you want to save 10, 20 bucks and get the last gen version of some games rather than the next gen version of some games. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. And I, 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 the graphic fidelity is the same though, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's a very stylized sort of thing, so it's not really pushing a lot of the boundaries as it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, on something like that. It's probably okay. You know, I imagine something like Call of Duty or or the next God of War or something like that isn't isn't going to fall into that that sort of situation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it's a it's a cool system. Uh, I I really enjoy it. Um, I've been checking out backwards compatible stuff. I've been checking out current gen stuff. Some of what the the, the Backwards compatible is very tough to tell what or if anything has changed. Mm -hmm. um, it's not entirely clear if a game's running at 4K or it, you know if you turn on some performance mode, if it's going to make it run at 60 or 30 or higher resolution or lower resolution or turn on visual effects. It's all just kind of up in the air. Um, and then if there's patches, that just further complicates things because you don't know what's necessarily changed. Yeah. So it's it's a very per game sort of basis with that stuff. So what would you say uh, to give it a base out of ten for the PlayStation Five review at launch? Uh, out of ten, I'd probably give it an eight. Yeah, that's um, it. It's you know it's it's a solid system. There's some good exclusive games to play on it. Um, Demon Souls and and Spider Man. Well, Miles Morales is cross generation, but. Uh, Miles Morales, uh, Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls um, are are quality games. They're they're fun to play, uh, and then being able to to go back and and play some of the older games on there as well has been it's been really smooth. I just pop a disc in and it it just goes. Mm -hmm. You know, it installs and and I was playing Assassin's Creed earlier and it just ran with no problem. 4K, 60 frames per second. I had to dive into some weird diagnostic menus for my tv to, to confirm all of this stuff but yeah it's um it uh yeah it, it it worked pretty flawlessly as far as that as far as that one well glad you got a chance to get around to playing the playstation 5 and some of the games we have uh reached the end of our night here though and uh, as always oh, sorry, I talked so much. oh no 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 it's no that was, that was no, perfect just perfect. Ju ju just how i wanted to end it off there with a little bit of uh xbox series and playstation five minute talk review so that's great there danny bell two and west as always it is a treat talking to you and uh just get a chat gaming news every week it's great and uh yeah i had a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> it always is fun <laughs> That's what I love Mondays. Uh, nice, I should say. Right. So we'll be, <laughs> we'll be back next Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash Northerners discussing more of the weekly gaming news you don't want to miss. 
You can go catch us over on your favorite podcast source. You can go catch us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts can be found, pretty much. We're over there. Did you guys know that we're really big in India? We got most of our downloads in India. Well, thank you, India. All right. Cool. <laughs> I used to have a shirt that said I cool. was cool. in Japan, but I guess I could change that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought I thought that was very interesting. Our, our analytics say that we've got a lot of downloads uh, coming from uh, India. So, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so we're getting out there. So again, you can catch us uh, on YouTube as well. All of our past episodes and Mondays are our new ones. So we'll see you next Monday and have a good night.